And it's it's one of those things, and I've said it, and it's like the hot, crazy scale for girls. But if I look at girls, and I, I've said this before, I'll be like, that girl is not nearly attractive enough to be the huge bitch that she is. Oh. So welcome right. to The Walk of Shame. The Walk of Shame. Radio podcast. You and me both, I just get back from working out. You got here half an hour early. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Walk of Shame Radio Podcast. Dr. Tony Dufresne, relationship expert, millennial mentor, along with our voice of the millennial, Mariah Perrick. How are you? I am great, Tony. Now, I saw your Facebook <laughs> post a little earlier today, so I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. I'm not going to say, oh, dear, yeah. you look so uncomfortable. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm assuming you're getting that a lot from society right from now. From society, especially older people who don't know that the rule, the cardinal rule is to <laughs> never talk about a pregnant woman to her face because God forbid yes. I'd not be pregnant. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Right. All right, so we're going to get back into part two of the attraction scale because like I said, at the end of last week, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And this is even tip of the iceberg. Two, mm-hmm. two shows, an hour total, give or take, still tip of the iceberg, but there were a few other researched things I wanted to get through, and I also wanted to get to the Barney Stinson scale. Well, we couldn't forget about that. Of course not. This, no. th- this show is awesome because of two things. The first thing is Barney Stinson. Right. And the second thing is, uh, I'm going to talk about 30 Rock. Awesome show. Oh, I, show. it's my, it, it is, I've had it on, I'm feeling a little weird because I've had it on loop almost on Netflix. I'm literally watching it. From beginning to end, and then I'll start all over again and watch mm. it from beginning. And it's like the only thing I've been watching. I'm trying to, I'm trying to t- kind of do the osmosis thing and try right. and trying to learn from that to help me to write my book to finish my book. Not a bad Cause idea because it, it is the most brilliant writing in terms of comedy. Oh yeah, it is just fucking brilliant. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of that. So anyway, we're gonna talk about that. So I want to jump in. Oh, first of all, how are you? I'm great, Tony. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> God, I feel like a dick. Ah, you're not. I mean, I, well, I went 45 minutes of ranting on all the bullshit that happened this week. Now, now the good thing is, is that um, I am getting my tattoo extended, and I'm yes. so fired up about that. It is so cool. I am so fired up. I'm going it's three. I'm going three quarter sleeve on the left arm, black and white. And I used to be a. I, I told you I might as well share this, right? I used sure. to be. A, I used to be a submarine captain at Disneyland. Coolest I, thing I, ever. I did that for three years. Got some good stories on that. And so I had the submarine patch uh, that we had on our uniform. And so I wanted to start off with that. It was super cool. And then the submarine poster that they have at Disneyland, that retro poster that they yes. have. So I incorporated both of those. And my tattoo artist is super, super good at what she does. Which is a good thing since it's going to be permanently. I know, right? Emblazoned per- upon your skin, permanently on. <laughs> and she's she's at Dreamscapes in Scottsdale just to give her some pub. She's amazing. Very cool. She did my, the work I did before uh, on the top of the arm. So I want to jump right back into studies, studies about the attraction scale and about how you know sevens and eights and nines and all that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the first one I talk, want to talk about, which kind of leaves or starts where the other one left off. Uh, the other episode. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to take, this is called the matching hypothesis. And if you were to take a hundred single people all looking for a relationship, put them in a room for an evening, who would end up together? So although there are a myriad of factors that lead individuals to form romantic attachments, a longstanding theory in relationship science makes a simple prediction. Specifically, it's called the matching hypothesis. And what that does is it predicts that people will pair up with a partner that has the same social mate value. Mm-hmm. Now we talked last uh, last week, and I I talked to my clients about social attractiveness, 
which is which that's this is kind of the same thing that I'm thinking, talking about social attraction, yeah. social mate value. Your social mate value, according to this study, includes all the factors that go into making you more or less desirable, such as your physical attractiveness, including your personality, mm-hmm. too. Just, not just looks, but your personality and how you carry yourself and all that. Essentially, according to the matching hypothesis, if you're a seven, then more than likely you'd match up with a seven or you know if you're a 10 and twos go to twos and all that kind of stuff. So then that leads us into this second study. And this is a study from, again, like it matters, but it's Swami and colleagues. It was in 2010. And they studied the influence of personality on perceptions of physical attractiveness. So basically, how does your personality affect your rating? Mm-hmm. Right. So they asked male participants to rate the attractiveness of pictures of various female figures. Range, total range from like, you know, ones to tens. So they had a bunch of guys get in a room, had them rate these pictures of girls. Some participant groups received positive personality information about the women in the pictures. So in with one group of guys, right? say five group of guys around looking at pictures, the pictures had uh, information on them and they were positive information. Like the girl was an extrovert or she was kind or she was agreeable or conscientious or open or stable or willing to do things on the first date. Actually, no. <laughs> always, that, that, always a positive. That, well, I just added that one. <laughs> uh, well, and then there was another group of guys that received negative personality with the pictures. Mm-hmm. So the results found that all groups agreed on the body shape was the, that, was the, that was the most attractive. So if, if when they looked at the pictures without the details, without the information below them, they all agreed. I mean, because it's all physical and we all judge and it's it's it was a pretty... You know, like I said, most most people are in the middle range, and there's right. a few unicorns, and you know, there's a few trolls. Initial impression, exactly. Right. However, groups given positive personality information found a significantly wider range of body sizes physically attractive. So when they had when the girl pictures had the details below them that the personality that they had good personalities, or they were extroverted, or they were open or stable the guys tend to widen their range of acceptance. So refreshing to hear that, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that, seriously, because you really, we talked about this before the show, you would think that the girls would do that. Right. Because you that's what you guys do. That's what we do. That's mm-hmm. what you do. Again, you guys are so far advanced in regards to development, well, more I so know. than we are. It's not even, we can't help it's ourselves. not even funny. Uh, but for guys, hey, there's this is a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's some good news. So that's that study. And then um, they did an earlier study, and it was kind of the same thing. And they used men and women as participants, and they uh, manipulated personality traits. It was yearbook photos or something that they used. And they, uh, it's the same thing. So that's it. Oh, oh, this is um, this is a good part about this earlier study that they did. They said that this effect also happened for both men and women participants in regards to the expanding the range with women a bit more sensitive to negative personality information. Mm-hmm. So you guys took the negative. We This goes right into the Barney Stinson crazy hot <laughs> scale. You guys put more emphasis on the negative information if a guy was, you know, whatever. Right. More so than we if we saw somebody that was a a seven as well. Let's say the guy was a seven that you saw, but it said he was a dick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the bottom line, if we, if we had one in the girl and said she was kind of a bitch or something, we would tend to kind of give more leeway to that more so than you. Oh, that is not shocking in the slightest because <laughs> I've seen that play out in real life. Right. But that takes <laughs> us to the Barney Stinson scale. 
the one we've been waiting to talk about. Right. So, uh, and, and the thing is that it's like two seconds of talk, but still, I I, it's just, just the fact that we have Barney Stinson on. He's so great. So Barney's crazy hot scale is, and it's pretty simple and it's totally, totally true. Mm-hmm. Guys will tolerate the level of crazy in girls the hotter they are. The more cra- the hotter a girl is, the more crazy we will tolerate. Right. And you will. Oh god, yeah. You totally. Oh, uh, I've been down that road and I'm like, "What in the fuck am I doing?" And then yeah. then I then I know why I'm doing it, but then it, but if you look at it, and I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. If you look at the amount of time that you actually have sex mm-hmm. with somebody, it's like five percent of the time four percent of the time maybe even less okay in terms of your overall time with this person right so you're basing you're basing being with this person and sharing your life with this or at least giving your time to this person based on five percent of your time and you're putting scary and so 95 percent of your time you're putting up with this complete batshit crazy chick for that five percent so it better be fucking good it better be mind blowing. It better be, but that's why those those fizzle out so fast. Because after well, a while, you're after a while, you're like, you know what, I'm I'm good. You know, a little porn on a Saturday night at home alone. In the, yeah, there you, know, you go. I know, right? Handkerchief and some I know lotion. We're and, all good. And how do you do? How do you do? And then and that's and that's and <laughs> it's my time. Yeah. <laughs> so that so that leads us into a Berkeley study. And the, uh, the Berkeley study I want to talk about has uh, the researchers looking at actual profile pictures from an online dating. So this is online dating, right? which is great because I so don't like online dating. There's so many problems with it. These are two problems we're going to talk about right now. This one has to do with the attraction thing specifically. So the researchers looked at actual profile pictures from an online dating site and the profile pictures of the people with whom the person contacted. So there's a dude, mm-hmm. we'll call him the initiator, and he contacted... There was, a, there was a number of guys, but we're going to take one guy in particular. So this guy, he contacted a thousand girls or, or he picked a thousand girls okay. in terms of who he liked. And that was the study sample study of a thousand girls. The researchers, so he picked these girls. So then the researchers then looked at the site activity log to see who those users contacted. Okay. Right. And then they pulled the target profile pictures as well. So they have him and their girls pictures. Next, a bunch of judges rated the attractiveness of him and of all the target pictures. Mm-hmm. So then the researchers also looked at whom the initiators contacted because they didn't because the guys who pulled a thousand pictures, they contacted only a few of those. Right. Right. And whether or not the targets, which is a bad, a terrible word for the girls. Let's just say whether or not the girls actually reciprocated, which they, if they responded to his um, request request. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, the initiator on the dating site contacted the guy, contacted the targets, the girls that were more attract than were more that were more attractive. Basically, so he mm-hmm. they, they say in the study he, he was he was out of his league, but basically he was dating up. So in online dating, you're dating up. Mm-hmm. Duh, Always. duh. Of right. course you do because there's no there's no consequence no. for doing that. You might as well. Right. Yeah. Probability states well, that yeah, you at might, least one or two might. I mean, get the guy's the guy's throwing himself out to a thousand chicks. There could right. be a chance that I mean, if this let's just say he's just fair. I mean, the guy's a six. He's decent. He's yeah, he's, he's got some bad. symmetry to him. He's fairly decent in shape. You know, he's got half a brain. He can tie his shoes, right? Right. So why not throw it out? I mean, there's a good chance that one of a thousand of these girls that are maybe eights or something. Maybe he, he reminds them of their first crush they had in second grade exactly. or something, and he's like, "I'm in." 
Oh, he's a stellar profile with all this yeah. great stuff. He works at the Humane Society. Yeah, I mean, there you, you go. Know, yeah, yeah exactly. On. So why not, right? Why not? But that's so. Um, but this does not support the matching hypothesis, which would have predicted less attractive initiators. Right. The guy preferred less attractive targets. Well, of course not, because it's online. That's why online's so fucked up, because mm-hmm. it's not reality. No. Now, however, there was evidence for matching in terms of who contacted him back, mm-hmm. who replied to his request. Of course. Because that's where it all filters down, yes. right? He's going to throw a bunch of shit out, and then the only the ones that are going to come back are the ones that feel as though they're compatible mm-hmm. in that way. And I'm going to assume, because they don't talk about his profile, but I'm going to assume they probably didn't make him a, t- a total douchebag, and they probably didn't make him a, a saint either. Right. So it's probably somewhere, somewhere in the middle. middle. You know, he's just some yeah. average Joe guy. So the reciprocity, the, her getting back to him, was more likely when attractive guys contacted attractive girls and not attractive guys attracted or contacted non-attractive girls. Right. We dated our level. Duh. I mean, that's what happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that that ends up being the case. So I guess so far in the studies that we're talking about, it comes down to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. But the good part about this is it, it doesn't mean that you have to stay at a number that you think you are. And that's the one thing I really want to stress the most of all in this mm-hmm. whole situation. You know, we started talking about the attraction scale last week. Going through all this dog and pony show and and putting a number on somebody. And I know, and I got some feedback from people. They like the show and they like the concept, but they thought that maybe the number was such an arbitrary thing. And that's the whole point. That's right. what I'm, that's what we're building up to in the show. It is. It is. It's total. It's point. totally arbitrary. Mm-hmm. And and the and like I said at the at, in the first show, it's about where you think you are. Mm-hmm. Makes a huge, huge difference. You know all. You know every single one of those pickup guys or the dating guys out there that have these programs out there. And I did research on those. Uh, some stuff was really good and mm-hmm. some stuff was totally lame. Yeah. Clearly. But the thing is, is that every single dating thing that you go to for guys is based on that concept. Is based on the concept of you may think you're a five and you may have the personality of a five. And you're, so you're getting reinforcement. So when you put your shit out there, mm-hmm. you're getting back stuff or you're not getting back stuff that reinforces the fact that you're a drip. Right. Or you're not attractive. Right. As I use the air quotes. But it doesn't mean that that's the case. It doesn't mean that that's where you're at. It's not a serfdom. It's not, you know, it's, right. it's not a it feudal change. society right. to where you're born a slave. You're going to be a slave. Mm-hmm. You can create. Your own, and and that's a great part about women. That's a great part about you guys. You guys are so insanely forgiving about socially validated attractiveness levels. We try to be. You are. Yeah. <clears throat> you really are. And and like I said, you can't jump five points. I mean, that's just you know. No, I mean, in certain circumstances, you can. I mean, I've seen crazy shit, but overall, you can't. But I'm just saying, if you're if you consider yourself, well, you know, I'm like a five or something, and you get to know yourself and you become active in the things that you like to do and you start to you start to reflect the energy of having some level of joy in your life mm-hmm. and, you, and you share stuff with other people and you do stuff for other people because that's really the whole point of this whole damn thing. Oh, yeah. Is to do shit for other people. Right. And because that comes back to you in spades. And it, it just it really is. does. And when that happens, there's an energy that come that you have. Mm-hmm. And people can pick that up like crazy. And chicks, with your intuition, you guys can pick that up in a microsecond. Oh yeah. And a guy that comes in a bar 
mm-hmm. and he's riding the wave of whatever that is, and he's not focused on the objective of hitting on a girl. He's focused on the objective of just going in and ordering a drink and spending some time with his friends, and he's got this really solid energy. Every fucking time you go in there, you're gonna, you are going to be attractive on, on a much higher level yes. than you were. It's funny because I was thinking about that earlier <laughs> and about my own personal situations, and I have to say... Almost every time that I've ever gotten to a situation where I met somebody, mm-hmm. I was riding some level of that. Oh, I'm sure. And I was not in my head. No. Because when you go out and when you, sadly, when you're at a point where, and uh, one of the guys that's a researcher in this calls it a, um, shit, what's it called? It's uh, he's He has an acronym for it, but it's something like, um, I'm missing out on something. You know, when you have that level of desperation that, God, I just want to get laid or something. Right. Or I've been, you know, I've been sitting, I've I've been without anybody for a couple months and it'd be great to just make something happen. Right. So like a fucking idiot, you go out, you think, I'm just going to kind of work it and get it together and go out and and kick it at the bar and do whatever. Terrible idea. Yeah. Horrific idea. Uh, And then it ends up. It ends up where you, where that energy, everybody can sense it. The girls can sense that a mile away. Nothing happens. Never. Nothing happens. We can absolutely sense it. I, and I and I can tell you from personal experience, nothing happens when that when that is the precursor, when that's the state of mind that guys go out in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, now, some guys have more than others in regards to they can really push it. Right. And make it happen. I mean, they can go through a lot of work and, and they'll go, you know, they'll they'll get a hundred they'll get the one out of a hundred type of a thing. Well, yeah. Something's bound to stick. I've never <laughs> been in a situation where I've gone out and said, I'm gonna make it happen hell or high water. Right. And have it actually and, out. And then yeah, and then and they actually gone out and hit on every single chick in the bar or something. Ugh. I mean, I've never no, I've never had, but that but that is possible, but that's out of the realm of what I'm talking about. Right. And it's always about being grounded in yourself and being and having that level of energy. And you guys can sense that in a second. Mm-hmm. And guys can sense it as well. We can, actually. You can. Yeah. You, it's not always at the same level that the girls can sense it. But I mean, I've been out with friends, and I've told you this before, who have tried very hard and have, you know, looked great and have really, you know, pulled out all the stops that I have schlepped into a bar in a ponytail and a sweater and not given a shit. And I will get hit on before them. And it is never because of an attractive thing. It is 100% because of the energy they are putting out versus the don't give a shit, having a great time with my girlfriend's energy that I give out. Exactly. And you know what the thing is, is that a lot of times when you guys do that, like in your situation, you guys are open Yes. You're, you're open to other people coming in, especially groups of girls. That's like Fort Knox sometimes. Oh, God. You can't crack the code of a no. group of girls, especially if they're all <laughs> el- you know, elbow to elbow, huddled together in this circle of woman. Estrogen. Or, you know, oh, God, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and, and you know, you know the routine about that, right? In terms of going up to a group, it's, it, you, you go up and I love doing it because I, I go, I know for a fact in terms of a group that, and I'm talking more than three. Yes. Has to be more than three because because the dynamic of two and three are totally different than a dynamic of more than three. Oh yeah. So so more than three girls all together, 
uh, I love going up and just saying hi and kind of messing stuff up. And I, <laughs> and I always point out the one that is that, that it's the, the biggest, it has the biggest heart on for, you know, not doing anything. You know, the, 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 I call her the mom of the group. Yes. So I always try to, <laughs> I, I always try to point her out and, and, you know, try to make fun of it. But, yeah. uh, uh, it's, and that's it. I, it's kind of a touch and go. You kind of touch it and you go, right? You can't, because you can't work that it's, nope. it is so difficult to get inside of that because more than likely you're, you're attracted to one of them mm-hmm. and you can, everybody knows which one you're attracted to. The mm-hmm. second you roll up, doesn't matter if you're looking at it or not. You guys all know, we all know, you all know who it is. Yeah. So the, the, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go up and to start bandering with everybody. Mm-hmm. And the and what you do is you find the alpha of the group. I, I don't know why am I going through this. I, we we start attraction scale. I'm going through the. Sorry, I'm going go through. I'm going through the move with the group. Tell us. You find please. you find the alpha of the group, and that's the one that you harp on a little bit. You give her yep. a little. You give her a little banter, and then you and then you you leave. But before you leave, you give the you know you give the look to the one, mm-hmm. and then you uh, and then you touch base again, or you make sure, or you see you see if you're what you did had any effect to where they're looking or right. And then you can go up and you can, you can touch the one you like on the arm and you, you have to get her away from the group. Oh yeah. You cannot, she, you cannot start the banner with her in the group after Mm-mm. that because it will not work. No. It will not because she'll be concerned about what they think. They're going to be totally protective of her. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one idiot girl that cock blocks the oh, crap yeah, out of the and, situation. And that's the one. And that's and that's yes. the mom of the group. That's and, the that, mom. and that's why you always your focus is initially on her and that'll soften her up. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right. right. So that but and, and I'll tell you right now that um and then when you see a group of three girls, don't even try. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, don't even try. Groups of just three walk away. Th- just walk away. Just groups of three girls, forget it. And I'm not saying that's, a, you know, it's not a for sure guarantee. This is, you know, this is always kind of a general thing. Really, really tough because they're always the odd man out. And yeah. it's three, so it's not a big group. Right. So, so it's a little bit more obvious. And then the other two, the other two will totally cock block you. Oh, yeah. Now, if it's a group of two, it's game on. Mm-hmm. Group of two mm-hmm. is game on because there's a lot you can do with a group of two. I'm not talking about taking them both back, although that is an option. I'm just saying... With a group of two girls, it's great because most of the time with a group of two, it's more open. Mm-hmm. You can, and I'm not, and I'm not talking about just having the objective of getting laid. I'm just talking about having the objective of getting to know somebody mm-hmm. and bannering back and forth and maybe getting a date out of her, maybe getting right. a number out of it. But with a group of two, it's great because you can triangulate. Yes. And then you can use both of them and then you could put both of them against each other. Oh. And then, and the best thing to do with a group of two, it's fun. And you gotta, you, you gotta make sure. That they're game, yeah, and, oh, yeah, and they're having some fun. Pick the right group. But uh, a good thing to say is, who's the good one? And who's the bad one? Oh boy, oh angel and devil. Because you learn a lot. Yes, <laughs> when you, you when do. you ask them who the good one is and who the bad one is, <laughs> it, it, it just it opens things way up, and it's so much fun. Oh yeah, it just it's just a lot of fun, and it makes the night fun. Yes, and that's really the key. I mean, I I would much rather go out and have. And have fun, and and uh, of course, you know, you know, if you want to get laid, you want to get laid. That's what it is, what it is. But if you're going out to have a good time, and you're having some drinks, and you're with a bunch of people and stuff, why the? I mean, if I didn't want to meet people, if I didn't want to be social, then I would stay home and, and sit on my couch drink and drink your wine here. Put a straw on the wine bottle, you know. Right. I, which so, also sounds crazy. Which, which it does. 
Hey, that's a good idea. Hey, all right. You've been pregnant a long time, haven't oh, you? Oh, God, so many months. <laughs> <laughs> Two more weeks and I'm going to have a yeah. straw in the wine bottle. <laughs> Damn skippy. You're, you're going to have one sip and be hammered. Oh, I'm going to be the cheapest date on this side of town. Yeah, Chris, yeah, and that's perfect for Chris again. <sighs> Cheap bastard. Yeah, we're going to roll into that. So I have I have one more thing to talk about, uh, okay. one more research thing, and this is called the bubble. And this is when I talk about this is the Thirty Rock reference. Yes. Now, if you go on to Thirty Rock on Netflix and you go to, I think it's probably season four. I think might have been three. It's it's with John Hamm. Love him. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, great guy. John great Hamm guy. from uh, Mad Men. Mad Men. And uh, and he did some Thirty Rock stuff. He on a number of episodes, and he was uh, Liz's boyfriend for a right. while. Uh, right. Tina Fey, who. Tina Fey is one of those where, oh yeah, oh she's my she's on top of my of course on my list. She's Seriously. amazing. I would I would marry her in a second. Of, why wouldn't I, I mean, marry her in right? a second? Uh, yes. God, I fucking love. And she's not drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, she's just. But she's like, but with her personality and who she is, she's like a nine and a half to oh me. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I just, I just love her so stellar. Uh, so this is the bubble. So psychologists, now this is from the science of relationships and I referred to this, uh, online magazine and it's based on research. And this is the, this is the study that they had. Psychologists refer to a beauty bias. Mm-hmm. So basically it's, it, that, that's what we're going to talk about. It's uh, because it's like it or not. One of the most influential factors in romantic attraction is physical attraction. Uh, while some may denounce or shy away from the fact that for fear of sounding superficial, we're all subject to the beautiful is good belief. And that's that's the be- called the beauty bias. Beautiful mm-hmm. is good. It's the attractiveness stereotype. And for decades, they've shown that people have a tendency to assume that those who are physically attractive are not only desirable because they're hot, clearly, mm-hmm. but also because they are believed to possess a number of other socially desirable traits mm-hmm. just because they're hot. Yeah. There's this inherent thought that just because they're hot, for instance... Highly attractive individuals are believed to be more articulate, successful, intelligent, and happier than their less attractive counterparts. Yes. Furthermore, it's been shown that the beauty bias acts as a self-fulfilling prophecy. This is where it gets bad. Actually leading to more beautiful people to receive preferential treatment in a number of different domains, like income evaluations, employment Social, many social opportunities, including lower penalties for misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. So basically, it, it's a bubble. It is. It's called the bubble, and they live in the bubble. Yeah. And like super, super hot people live in the bubble. They don't live the same life as us normal folk. Nor, normal folk. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. It is true. It is a hundred. And it's it's one of those things, and I've said it, and it's like the hot crazy scale for girls, but... If I look at girls, and I've said this before, I'll be like, that girl is not nearly attractive enough to be the huge bitch that she is. Oh, damn, Skippy. I I say that a lot. Which is awful. I know. but No one should be a bitch. But Yeah, but that's true though, right? Yes. Yeah. Because it just makes you uglier. And I think to myself, you're already not working with a whole lot here. Yeah. And you're not helping yourself (laughs) out. But when someone's super hot, like a really attractive girl, and I can say that, whatever, I can acknowledge an attractive girl. Mm -hmm. And she's a huge bitch. I'll be like, wow, she's awful, but you know, she is hot. So I get why mm-hmm. she still has people interested or mm-hmm. she can still hold a job or whatever. It's so true. And it's terrible. It is terrible. You know, it's, it, you always think, oh, that would, I always said that the scale of, um, best case human oh, w- would be super hot chick, number one. Yeah. 
Uh, great looking guy, number two. Yeah. Average looking guy, number three. Average girl, number four. Uh, troll guy, number five. And troll girl, number six. She's at the low end. Troll girl has no chance. No trick. No. No, not, I mean, sad. I mean, she just, I mean, I'm sorry. No. Sorry, but she just doesn't. It just, it is, it is what it is. I mean, you know, I, that, that sounds terrible, but it's, we're being totally over general. But I'm saying, Super hot girl at the top. Literally, super hot girl, you have so many more advantages you don't even know. But I've had some very beautiful friends, mm-hmm. uh, girlfriends. And I went out with this I, a long time ago well, when I used to live in um, I live in Orange County and I'd go up to L.A. all the time. Mm-hmm. I had a girl that I met through a friend of mine and she was actually a, a model from Israel. Oh. And, uh, and she was super cool. She actually worked with dogs. Uh, oh. she did, um, what do you call it when they bring them into the hospital and stuff? It's, oh, like a therapy dog. Yeah. Therapy dog. Oh, yeah. okay. So she would train therapy dogs and she was really cool and she was stunning. Wow. She's an Israeli model. Uh, yeah, she was stunning. They and, um, and I talked to her about that a little bit cause that was, it was cool because she was really down to earth. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, I think it was because she was from Israel. Yeah, it could be a cultural thing. Yeah, because she was only over for a couple, three years, four years, give mm-hmm. or take. Uh, and she was super cool, and, and we hit it off. It was fun. It, ultimately, I really wasn't super-duper attracted to her. Well. Isn't that strange? Well, she really wasn't my type. She was a little taller and blonde, so yeah. that's kind of not my type. Sometimes there's just a type thing, and yeah, it I know, doesn't yeah. matter it, well, how attractive. Yeah, it's, it's that whole energy vibe right, thing. But right. in terms of a person, she was really, really great, too. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Which is but so I nice. talked to her about that in terms of being super hot and and uh, she said you know there's a lot of bad shit that comes along with that in terms of going out and getting hassled all the well time, yeah. yeah all the time and i found that and i had a couple uh, we hung out with a big group when i was back in high school and i had a couple of the girls in there that were just insanely hot and you know orange county beach oh, yes. beach chick type of They're stuff all, yeah and they would uh, anytime we hung out most of the time they had zero makeup on and they had their hair pulled back and they were wearing mm-hmm. sweats and stuff. And I said, why, why aren't you, why are you like, they go, cause it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. Cause yeah. we, cause we're, we're getting hassled all the time or we get, we get this attention from, from people all the time. And I, I you know, I don't, I just, I don't want it. So mm-hmm. if I put glasses on and if I just, and, and if my acne's showing and, and I get my hair pulled back and I got these baggy sweats on, then nobody bothers me. Right. And you would think it's funny because guys think girls love that, apparently, that they love this attention. And I will tell you what, when I studied abroad, by the end of five months in South America, I wanted to light every male I saw on fire because they, and I'm not. So you have a target on your back down there? Yes. And I, every time I'm in South America, I don't know what it is. Huh. I, I, whatever it is that I'm putting out, uh-huh. they're liking. It's the black Irish too. It's, you, you understand that. It's the black that. Irish. Uh-huh. It's the curves. It's uh-huh. whatever. And they would be hooting and hollering down the street mm-hmm. at the club. I mean, you, you're fighting them off with a stick. And I'm like, I just want to go back to America where <laughs> no one gives a shit when I walk down the street. <laughs> And it's so, you know, at yeah. the first couple of times you're like, oh yeah, cool. Like yeah. I'm hot, whatever. Yeah. And then after, you know, time number three or four, you're like, go the fuck mm-hmm. away. It gets tiring. It's like Ugh. any, every single coin has two sides. Yes. You always think it's always better. No, it's noxious. But it, but it really isn't. I mean, like you just want to walk down the street. And ultimately it is what it is. Yeah. And you, you have to deal with your shit. I mean, you may have, you may be hotter, but then there's other things that you're, not and like you said, you may be, you may be a really really good look like model guy, mm-hmm. you know, six four, granite chin, whatever. 
and you are interested in somebody, but you're like dumb as a box of rocks. Uh, nothing less attractive. Right. Honest to God. Right. So they so they may have some issues with that. Right. In regards to. Because that's hard. Not, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, if, especially if they want like a relationship relationship. Right. And they're tired of being treated like a piece of meat, too. They More want likely, something yeah. with substance. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I suppose that's the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. The moral of the story is, is that you're throw out the stupid attraction scale. It really doesn't matter it, what it is. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Uh, and the bottom line is, is that you will your authentic self. And if you can be as authentic as possible and if you can if you can have that energy and radiate that energy out. You'll find someone equally authentic. You will. You will. Yeah. You, you will. The law of attraction will kick in. Yes. The last thing I want to say is the, the paradox of choice, because I forgot to mention that mm-hmm. in the online dating, I have to say this. The paradox of choice is the second thing that's shitty about online dating. Paradox of choice is that the more choice you have, you would think that the easier it would be. Right. But actually, the more choice you have, the harder it is to make a decision. Yes. I support that 100%. Yeah. And that's and everything. That's, yeah. And that's why. And I always used to call it the, the checklist. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before on the shows, but it's about having everybody goes into the online dating thing with a checklist of about 15 things. Right. And they'll find somebody with 10 really that they mark, mark off 10 and uh, they're really cool and this and that, but they, they always think I can get somebody with 11. Oh yeah. So let's move on. We'll never be happy with what we Paradox have. Paradox of choice. Unless you're on Tinder and you're good looking either both sides and you just want to hit it. Great. Other than that, Ugh. personally speaking, I'm not a fan of online dating. No. No, it's it's rough out there. I'm just saying. I'm not a fan of dating in general. Aren't you kind of bummed you're not out there? Oh, totally bummed. <laughs> no, I love, I love being married and not having to do this anymore. See, I did it. I hated it. You see the shit we have to deal with? <laughs> and that leads me in just to the fact that, that, that the story that happened to me this week, I will tell. I can't tell right now, but I will tell at a later time. <sighs> it's it's a good it's one. so, so. good. I remember JavaBud.com, the website, uh, all the social media stuff. Rate and review, please. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can get a hold of me on any of those particular platforms. Also, read Mariah's blog. It's a lot of fun. Oh, hey, thanks. It's not a mango anymore, but it's and mango makes three. Mm-hmm. .wordpress.com. Yes, not a mango anymore. Apparently, this week we're a Swiss chard. Ah, so, a Swiss, that, Swiss chard. Whatever the hell that is. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. And that, that, that actually frightens me a little. But I guess that is what it is. All right, guys, have fun. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.